don't claim to understand all the mysteries about when we get on the other side. I've heard some say it's going to be like this. I've heard all oh, they're up there looking down on us and everything. I can't uh, agree with everything that I hear like that. But what I do, I do agree with the Word of God. And I know that Sister Hazel was baptized. I know she had the Holy Ghost. And I know that she lived a good life. So, therefore, I feel that she has her reward waiting on her. And I think about what uh, Peter said, First Peter, the first chapter. He said this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now let's look at verse 4. This really makes me feel good. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through the faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So I think about that inheritance, undefiled, fadeth not away, and then I've got a reservation there. Well, Sister Hazel had a reservation there. And now I want you to think about something else. Uh, I've often looked at this, and maybe I don't understand everything. I don't claim to, but I'll tell you what, I do a lot of reading, and I know uh, a lot of things in the Word of God, promises in the Word of God, that are just marvelous. All right, in the 14th chapter of John, I'm sure that any of you that's been to a funeral probably heard this particular passage of Scripture. But there's something about this I want you to think about. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. Now, this is our Lord and Savior that's doing the talking here. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, you know, the way you know. Well, we know Thomas spoke, and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, you know, the way you know. Well, we know Thomas spoke up. He's a little confused. He wasn't sure. And he uh, said, well, I don't know where you're going. I don't know the way. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And he goes on here doing some other teaching. But the thing that stood out to me, he said, now I'm going to go prepare a place for you that... Uh, where I am, you can be there also. Now, I want you to think about that. I'm going to prepare a place for you. How long has it been since he's been gone now? Well, about 2,000 years, give or take a little bit. So now, so, now I want you to think about that. I'm going to prepare a place for you. How long has it been since he's been gone now? Well, about 2,000 years, give or take a little bit. So now, if he's been gone 2,000 years, he went there to prepare a place for you and I. And we like to say, you know, I know there's a lot of questions about this too, but uh, they say, well, God created 
everything in six days, rested on the seventh day. And uh, they get that out of the book of Genesis there. All right. Now, think about this creation. And it is so vast when you're thinking about outer space, the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, on and on it goes. Then all the things that he created right here on this planet, on the planet Earth. And uh, you get th- thinking about all these different things. And, and uh, six days? He's been gone 2,000 years. So that whatever he's preparing over there, it must be just fantastic. He's had 2,000 years to get a place ready for you and I. And uh, so uh, I think about that song. What do you see? My brand new home. And uh, I think about Sister Hazel. She come out, her and her daughters and Brother Calvin, and they visited out here with us one day. And for some reason, she just thought our home was just something special. Now, we just take it for granted, you know, but for some reason, she really liked our home. And uh, she had told my wife, as soon as things got better and this COVID-19 and everything, well, she wanted to come back out and spend another day with us. She really enjoyed it out here and uh, in East Liverpool here. So she never got to, but uh, I thought about that. She thought our home, you know, was something special, and we don't think it is, and it's nothing that fancy here, but she liked it. And uh, then I got thinking about something else, too. I got thinking about when we was growing up, well, my dad bought a, a farm, and I was about 16 years old when he bought that farm, but all my siblings was all younger, and uh, but we loved that farm, and then I got married, and then my sister, she married, and my brother, he married, and well, but hardly a week in went by that we didn't all gather on that farm, bring our wife, and out we'd go, because it seemed like that even that old farmhouse, uh, maybe it wasn't real fancy, but there was life there. And uh, we would get together, sometimes play some music, uh, or they'd fix a meal, and uh, maybe we'd go out and work in the gardens or something. But it's the idea was that there was life there, and that was a special, special place. We know we could go there if we couldn't go no place else. And we look forward to that. And uh, any event that was taking place, Thanksgiving, we look forward to going out there to the farm. And I think about that. Well, we was out there, oh, maybe a year ago, Nancy and I, and it just was sad. We walked all the way back in there where the old farmhouse is, and it was still standing, but not very good shape. All grown up weeds and everything all around and trees and bushes and and uh, time you got close to the farmhouse it was terrible shape what made you feel sad when you had those memories like we had of how it used to be and uh, I think about that and Sister Hazel uh, I thought about how well she liked this place plus her own but there'll be a day probably I know there'll be a day when Jesus comes, that all this is not going to mean nothing. and But what we have waiting on us, that is something beautiful. And so uh, maybe now if she could uh, say something back to us, 
she might say, make sure that you do everything that you can come and see what I have. You know, where do you see my brand new home? I got another song here by Tim Spell, and I like the thought of this song. And uh, so we're going to play it at this time and how that he goes to visit uh, a relative or something and they're not there. Uh, the house is in very uh, disrepair, something like what we've seen out at our farm. So I'm going to play that song at this time. And, and uh, there's a good thought behind this song also. All right, Tim Spell.
just said, I don't understand everything. I don't know exactly how everything's going to work when we get over on the other side. But yeah, that is a good thought, as far as I'm concerned, to think that all my loved ones are someplace, somewhere around the throne. And if that is the way that it is, once we get there, we'd have to just search and hope to find one of them. And uh, there'll be that many, many people there. Well, I thought about this. A good thing is you got eternity to do it, and uh, you can't use that up. But whatever it's going to be like over there, the main thing is live a life so we can make it. I've often thought it would be nice if God would give everybody a glimpse of what it is like over there. I want to read something the Apostle Paul said in Second Corinthians 12 chapter. It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for a man to utter. Now, actually, he's talking about himself here, but he's being, uh, don't want to be boasting or bragging or nothing like that. He's, he's actually talking about himself. But whatever he's seen and whatever he heard was so exciting he writes to the Philippians, and I'd like to read something over here in Philippians in the uh, first chapter. In verse 21, he said, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And whatever he saw was so wonderful, he knew that that was waiting on him. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I choose I would not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith. So, I can understand his feelings there. There's times that I think, rather than have to go through all this stuff that's happening in the world today, and then, you know, um, it's sort of scary. They, they want to force you to do this and force you to do that. And then when we go out, you know, you have to wear the mask. And then uh, if you uh, have any symptom at all, boy, you got to get tested. And... and quarantined and you know as well as I do all the things that we've been going through and sometimes you get thinking about all that and you think boy at my age I've lived a good life a lot of years uh, I'll be I'm 82 years old and uh, I think about that and I think boy the wickedness that I see in this world and all these people raging wanting control and uh Sometimes I think it'd be better just to go on and be with Jesus. Then on the other hand, I think about loved ones. And then 
I think about the church and and maybe I can still help somebody. Maybe I can still say something that would encourage somebody. So uh, maybe I'd stick around for a little bit for their sake. And uh, But on the other hand, I got to look at both sides of the story. And I realize that uh, one of these days I'm going to depart. But I just want to make sure that everything's right with God so that when I do leave here, I'll have all these precious promises waiting on me and uh, reserved for me in heaven. And everyone that's hearing my voice today, you ought to stop and think about that. Do you realize this is the first day of the rest of your life? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to waste it? Or are you going to make sure that you are saved according to the Word of God? Now, I know there's all kind of things taught. But have you repented of your sins? Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ like Sister Hazel and all them were and my family, myself? Or have you believed some other doctrine? But I know what the Bible teaches. If we're going to have salvation, we've got to obey. Jesus said we have to believe on him. But he used this expression in the seventh chapter of John. He said, he that believeth on me as the scriptures have said. So if you say you believe on him, better get into the word of God and find out what the word of God has said. So I'm just giving you advice today. You will be facing that one of these days you'll be leaving here. And uh, it might not be too far ahead for some of us. I don't know. But I know one thing. I want to be ready to meet Jesus in peace. So I'll leave you with that thought. And I want you to think about it. Now we're going to have a song by Sister Jill Haller. She found a place where she can go.
to the Prophet, Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd inviting you to join him again next Sunday morning at 8.30 here on WMBS.